Chapter 10 of The Crook in the Lot or The Sovereignty and Wisdom of God in the Afflictions of Men Displayed This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Ruth the crook in the lot, or the sovereignty and wisdom of God in the afflictions of men displayed by Thomas Boston. Chapter 10. In due time, those that humble themselves under the mighty hand of God will be lifted up. What remains of the purpose of this text I shall comprise in. Doctrine 2. There is a due time wherein those that now humble themselves under the mighty hand of God will certainly be lifted up. 1. Those who shall share at this lifting up must by their account in the first place with a casting down. Revelation 7, 14 John sixteen thirty three. In the world ye shall have tribulation, there is no coming to the promised land according to the settled method of grace, but through the wilderness, nor entering into this exaltation, but through a straight gate. If we cannot away with the casting down, we shall not taste the sweet of the lifting up. 2. Being cast down by the mighty hand of God, we must learn to lie still and quiet under it, till the same hand that cast us down raises us up if we would share of this promise lifting up. Lamentations 3, 27 It is not the being cast down into humbling circumstances by the providence of God, but the coming down of our spirits under them by the grace of God that brings us within the compass of this promise. 3. Those who are never humbled in humbling circumstances shall never be lifted up in the way of this promise. Men may keep their spirits on the high bend in their humbling circumstances, and in that case may get a lifting up. Proverbs 16, 19. But such a lifting up as will end in a more grievous fall. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places, thou castest them down in a moment. Psalm 73, 18. But they who will not humble themselves in humbling circumstances, will find that obstinacy will keep their misery ever fast on them without remedy. 4. Humility of spirit in humbling circumstances ascertains a lifting up out of them some time with the goodwill and favour of heaven. Luke 18, 14. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, that every one that exalted himself shall be abased and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Solomon observes, Proverbs 15, 1, that a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And so it is that while the proud through their obstinacy do but wreathe the yoke faster about their own necks, the humble ones by their yielding make their relief sure. 1 Samuel 2, 8-10 he raiseth up the poor out of the dust, and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill, to set them among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. 
He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. So cannon will break down a stone wall, while yielding packs of wool will take away its force. 5. There is an appointed time for the lifting up of those that humble themselves in their humbling circumstances. Habakkuk 2, 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. To everything there is a time, as for humbling, so for lifting up. Ecclesiastes 3, 3. We know it not, but God knows it, who have appointed it. Let not the humble one say, I shall never be lifted up. There is a time fixed for it, as precisely as for the rising of the sun after a long and dark night, or the return of the spring after a long and sharp winter. 6. It is not to be expected that immediately upon one's humbling himself, the lifting up is to follow. No, one is not merely to lie down under the mighty hand, but to lie still, waiting the due time. Humbling work is longsome work. The Israelites had forty years of it in the wilderness. God's people must be brought to put a blank in his hand as to the time, and while they have a long night of walking in darkness, must trust. Isaiah 50, 10 Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and have no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. 7. The appointed time for the lifting up is the due time, the time fittest for it, wherein it will come most seasonably. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Galatians 6, 9 For that is the time God has chosen for it, and be sure his choice, as the choice of infinite wisdom, is the best, and therefore faith sets to wait it. Isaiah 28 16. He that believeth shall not make haste. Much of the beauty of anything depends on the timing of it, and he has fixed that in all that he does. Ecclesiastes 3, 2. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. 8. The lifting up of the humble will not fail to come in the appointed and due time. Habakkuk 2, 3. Time makes no halting. It is running day and night. So the due time is fast coming, and when it comes it will bring the lifting up along with it. Let the humbling circumstances be ever so low, ever so hopeless. It is impossible, but the lifting up from them must come in the due time. A word in the general to the lifting up, abiding those that humble themselves. There is a twofold lifting up. 1. A partial lifting up competent to the humble in time during this life. Psalm 30, 1. I will exalt thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes rejoice over me. This is a lifting up in part, and but in part not wholly, and such liftings up the humbled may expect while in this world, but no more. These give a breathing to the weary, a change of burdens, but do not set them at perfect ease. So Israel in the wilderness, in the midst of their many morning times, had some singing ones. 
Exodus 15, 1, Numbers 21, 17. 2. A total lifting up competent to them at the end of time at death. Luke 16, 22. It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Then the Lord deals with them no more by parcels, but carries their relief to perfection. Hebrews 12, 22, 23. Then he takes off all their burdens, eases them of all their weights, and lays no more on for ever. He then lifts them up to a height they were never at before, no, not even at their highest. He sets them quiet above all that is low, and therein fixes them, never to be brought down more. Now there is a due time for both these. One, for the partial lifting up. Every time is not fit for it, for we are not always fit to receive comfort and ease, or a change of our burdens. God sees there are times wherein it is needful for his people to be in heaviness. 1 Peter 1, 6 To have their hearts brought down with grief. Psalm 107, 12 But then there is a time really appointed for it in the divine wisdom, when he will think it as needful to comfort them as before to bring them down. 2 Corinthians 2, 7 So that contrarywise ye ought rather to forgive and comfort him, lest perhaps with such an one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. We are in that case in the hand of God, as in the hand of our physician, who appoints the time the drawing plaster shall continue, and when the healing plaster shall be applied, and leaves it not to the patient. 2. For the total lifting up. When we are sore oppressed with our burdens, we are ready to think, Oh, to be away and set beyond them all. Job 7. 2 and 3. As a servant earnestly desireth the shadow, and as an hireling looketh for the reward of his work, so am I made to possess months of vanity, and wearisome nights are appointed to me. But it may be fitter for all that that we stay a while and struggle with our burdens. Philippians 1 24 25. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all, for your fervence and joy of faith. A few days might have taken Israel out of Egypt into Canaan, but they would have been too soon there, if they had made all that speed. So they behoved to spend forty years in the wilderness, till their due time of entering Canaan should come, and be sure the saints entering heaven will be convinced that the time of it is best chosen and there will be a beauty in that it was no sooner, and thus the lifting up is secured for the humble. If one should assure you, when reduced to poverty, that the time would certainly come yet, that you would be rich, when sore sick, that you would not die of that disease, but certainly recover, that would help you to bear your poverty and sickness the better, and you would comfort yourselves with that prospect. However, one may continue poor and never be rich, may be sick and die of his disease. But whoever humble themselves under their humbling circumstances, we can assure them from the Lord's word, they shall certainly, without all peradventure, be lifted up out of, and relieved from their humbling circumstances. They shall certainly see the day of their ease and relief, when they shall remember their burdens as waters that fail. And you may be assured thereof from the following considerations. The nature of God, duly considered, ensures it.
Psalm 103, 8 and 9. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger for ever. The humbled soul, looking to God in Christ, may see free things in his nature, jointly securing it. 1. Infinite power that can do all things. No circumstances are so low, but he can raise them. So entangling and perplexing, but he can unravel them. So hopeless, but he can remedy them. Genesis 18:14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Be our case what it will. It is never past reach with him to help it, but then it is the most proper season for him to take it in hand, when all of us have given it over. Luke 32, 36 For the Lord shall judge his people and repent himself for his servants, when he seeth that their power is gone, and there is none shut up or left. 2. Infinite goodness inclining to help. He is good and gracious in his nature. Exodus 34, 6 and 7 And therefore his power is a spring of comfort to them. Romans 14, 4 Men may be willing that are not able, or able that are not willing, but infinite goodness, joining infinite power in God, may ascertain the humbled of a lifting up in due time. That is a word of inconceivable sweetness. 1 John 4, 16 we have known and believed the love that God hath unto us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. He has the bowels of a father towards the humble. Psalm 103, 13 Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Yea, bowels of mercy more tender than a mother to her sucking child. Isaiah 49, 15 Wherefore, howbeit his wisdom may see it necessary to put them in humbling circumstances and keep them there for a time, it is not possible he can leave them therein altogether. 3. Infinite wisdom that doth nothing in vain, and therefore will not needlessly keep one in humbling circumstances. Lamentations 3, 32 and 33. But though he cause grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. For he doth not afflict willingly, nor grieve the children of men. God sends afflictions for humbling, as the end, and designed to be brought about by them. When what is obtained, and there is no more use for them that way, we may assure ourselves they will be taken off. The providence of God, viewed in its stated methods of providence, with its objects, ensures it. Turn your eyes which way ye will on the divine providence. You may conclude thence that in due time the humble will be lifted up. Observe the providence of God in the revolutions of the whole course of nature, day succeeding to the longest day, a summer to the winter, a waxing to the waning of the moon, a flowing to an ebbing of the sea, etc. Let not the Lord's humbled ones be idle spectators of these things. They are for our learning. Jeremiah 31, 35-37 Thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinances of the moon, and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar, 
the Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. Will the Lord's hand keep such a steady course in the earth, sea, and visible heavens as to bring a lifting up in them after a casting down and only forget his humbled ones? No, by no means. Observe the providence of God and the dispensations thereof about the man Christ, the most noble and august object thereof, more valuable than a thousand worlds. Colossians 2, 9. Did not providence keep this course with him, first humbling him, then exalting him and lifting him up, first bringing him to the dust of death in a course of sufferings, thirty-three years, then exalting him to the Father's right hand in an eternity of glory? Hebrews 12, 2. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God? Philippians 2. 8 and 9. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. The exhortation could not fail to follow his humiliation. Luke 24, 26. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And he saw and believed it would follow, as the springing of the seed doth the sowing it. John twelve twenty four. There is a near concern the humbled in humbling circumstances have herein. This is the pattern providence copies after in its conduct toward you. The father was so well pleased with this method in the case of his own son that it was determined to be followed and just copied over again in the case of all the heirs of glory. Romans eight twenty nine. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And who would not be pleased to walk through the darkest valley, treading his steps? This is a sure pledge of your lifting up. Christ in his state of humiliation was considered as a public person and representative, and so is he in his exaltation. So Christ's exhortation ensures your exhortation out of your humbling circumstances. Thy dead men shall live, together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in the dust. Isaiah 26, 19 Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn and he will heal us. He has smitten and he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us. In the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Hosea 6, 1 and 2 And hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2, 6 Yea, he has gone into the state of glory for us as our forerunner. Whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever. Hebrews 6, 20 his humiliation was the price of your exhortation, and his exhortation a testimony of the acceptance of its payment to the full. There are no humbling circumstances ye are in, but ye would have perished in them, had not he purchased your lifting up out of them by his own humiliation. Isaiah twenty six nineteen. Now his humbling grace in you is an evidence of the acceptance of his humiliation for your lifting up.
observe the providence of God toward the church in all ages. This has been the course the Lord has kept with her. Psalm 129, 1-4 Abel was slain by wicked Cain to the great grief of Adam and Eve and the rest of their pious children. But then there was another seed raised up in Abel's room. Genesis 4, 25 Noah and his sons were buried alive in the ark for more than a year, but then they were brought out into a new world and blessed. Abraham for many years went childless, but at length Isaac was born. Israel was long in miserable bondage in Egypt, but at length seated in the promised land, etc. We must be content to go by the footsteps of the flock, and if in humiliation we shall surely follow them in exhortation too. Observe the providence of God and the dispensation of his grace toward his children. The general rule is 1 Peter 5, 5 For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. How are they brought into a state of grace? Is it not by a sound work of humiliation going before? Luke 6, 48 And ordinarily, the greater is the measure of grace designed for any, the deeper is their humiliation before, as in Paul's case. If they are to be recovered out of a backsliding case, the same method is followed, so that the deepest humiliation ordinarily makes way for the greatest comfort, and the darkest hour goes before the rising of the Son of Righteousness upon them. Isaiah 66, 5-13 Observe the providence of God at length, throwing down wicked men, however long they stand and prosper. Psalm 37, 25 and 36 I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. They are long green before the sun, but at length they are suddenly smitten with an east wind, and wither away. Their lamp goes out with a stench, and they are put out in obscure darkness. Now it is inconsistent with the benignity of the divine nature to forget the humble to raise them, while he minds the proud to abase them. The word of God puts it beyond all peradventure, which from the beginning to the end is the humbled saint's security for a lifting up. Psalm 119, 49 and 50 Remember the word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. His word is the great letter of his name, which he will certainly cause to shine. Psalm 138, 2 For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name, and in all generations hast been safely relied on. Psalm 12, 6 Consider 1. The doctrines of the word, which teach faith and hope for the time, and a happy issue which the exercise of these graces will have. The whole current of scripture to those in humbling circumstances is not to cast away their confidence, but to hope to the end, and that for this good reason that it shall not be in vain. See Psalm 27, 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And compare Romans 9, 33. Isaiah 49, 23, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me.
2. The promises of the word whereby heaven is expressly engaged for lifting up to those that humble themselves in humbling circumstances. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. James 4.10 And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Matthew 23.12 It may take a time to prepare them for lifting up, but that being done, it is secured. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou wilt prepare their hearts. Then wilt thou cause thine ear to hear. Psalm 10, 17. They have his word for deliverance. Psalm 50, 15. And though they may seem to be forgotten, they shall not be always so. The time of their deliverance will come. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish for ever. Psalm 9:18. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. Psalm 102:17. 3. The examples of the word sufficiently confirming the truth of the doctrines and promises. Romans 15:4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. In the doctrines and promises, the lifting up is proposed to our faith, to be reckoned on the credit of God's word. But in the examples, it is in the case of others, set before our eyes to be seen. James 5.2 Behold, we count them happy, which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord. For the Lord is very pitiful, and of tender mercy. There we see it in the case of Abraham, Job, David, Paul, and other saints, but above all in the case of the man Christ. 4. The intercession of Christ, joining the prayers and cries of his humbled people in their humbling circumstances, ensures the lifting up for them at length. Be it so, that the proud cry not when he bindeth them, yet his own humbled ones will certainly cry unto him. Psalm 43, 7 and 8 Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. And though unbelievers may soon be outwearied and give it over altogether, Surely believers will not do so, but though they may in a fit of temptation lay it by as hopeless, they will find themselves obliged to take it up again. Jeremiah 20, 9 Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. They will cry night and day unto him. Luke 18, 7 Knowing no time for giving it over till they be lifted up. Lamentations 3, 49 and 50 Mine eye trickleth down and ceaseth not, without any intermission, till the Lord look down and behold from heaven. Now Christ's intercession being joined with these cries, there cannot fail to be a lifting up. Christ's intercession is certainly joined with the cries and prayers of the humbled in their humbling circumstances. Revelation 8, 3 And another angel came and stood at the altar, 
having a golden censer, and it was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. They are by the Spirit helped to groan for relief. Romans 8.26 And the prayers and groans which are through the Spirit are certainly to be made effectual by the intercession of the Son. James 5.16 And ye may know they are by the Spirit, if so be ye are helped to continue praying, hoping for your suit at last on the ground of God's word of promise. For nature's praying is a pool that will dry up in a long drought. The spirit of prayer is the lasting spring. John 4, 14. Psalm 138, 3. In the day when I cried, thou answerest me, and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. Truly there is an intercession in heaven, on account of the humbling circumstances of the humble ones. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long wilt thou not have mercy on Jerusalem, and on the cities of Judah, against which thou hast had indignation these threescore and ten years? Zechariah 1.12 How then can they miss of a lifting up in due time? Christ is in deep earnest in his intercession for his people in their humbling circumstances. Some will speak a good word in favour of the helpless that will be a little concerned whether they speed or not. But our intercessor is in earnest in behalf of his humbled ones, for he is touched with sympathy in their case. Isaiah 43, 9 In all their affliction he was afflicted, a most tender sympathy. Zechariah 2, 8 For he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. He has their case upon his heart where he is in the holy place in the highest heavens. Exodus 28:29, And he keeps an exact account of the time of their humbling circumstances, be it as long as it will endure. But he joined with the cries and prayers of the humbled in their humbling circumstances. Revelation 8, 3. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. They are by the Spirit helped to groan for relief. Romans 8:26. And the prayers and groans which are through the Spirit are certainly to be made effectual by the intercession of the Son. James 5:16. And ye may know they are by the Spirit, if so be ye are helped to continue praying hoping for your suit at last, on the ground of God's word of promise. For nature's praying is a pool that will dry up in a long drought. The spirit of prayer is the lasting spring. John 4, 14. Psalm 138, 3. In the day when I cried, thou answerest me, and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. Truly there is an intercession in heaven, on account of the humbling circumstances of the humbled ones. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long wilt thou not have mercy on Jerusalem, and on the cities of Judah, against which thou hast had indignation these threescore and ten years? Zechariah 1.12 How then can they miss of a lifting up in due time? Christ is in deep earnest in his intercession for his people in their humbling circumstances. Some will speak a good word in favour of the helpless, 
that will be little concerned whether they speed or not. But our intercessor is in earnest in behalf of his humbled ones. For he is touched with sympathy in their case. Isaiah 43, 9 In all their affliction, he was afflicted. A most tender sympathy. Zechariah 2, 8 For he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. He has their case upon his heart where he is in the holy place in the highest heavens. Exodus 28, 29. And he keeps an exact account of the time of their humbling circumstances, be it as long as it will. Zechariah 1, 12. Moreover, it is his own business. The lifting up which they are to have is a thing that is secured to him in the promises made to him on the account of his blood shed for them. Psalm 89.33-36 So not only are they looking on earth, but the man Christ is in heaven, looking for the accomplishment of these promises. Hebrews 10.12.13 But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. How is it possible, then, that he should be balked? Moreover, these humbling circumstances are his own suffering still, though not in his person, yet in his members. Colossians 1, 24 Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh, for his body's sake, which is the church. Wherefore, there is all ground to conclude he is in deep earnest. Again, his intercession is always effectual, John 11.42 And I know that thou hearest me always. It cannot miss to be so, because he is the Father's well-beloved Son. His intercession has a plea of justice for the ground of it. 1 John 2.1 We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Moreover, he has all power in heaven and earth lodged in him. Matthew 28.18 and finally, he and his Father are one, and their will one. So both Christ and his Father do will the lifting up of the humbled ones, but yet only in the due time. I now proceed to a more particular view of the point. And one, we will consider the lifting up as brought about in time, which is the partial lifting up. This lifting up does not take place in every case of a child of God. One may be humbled in humbling circumstances, of which he is not to get a lifting up in time. We would not, from the promise, presently conclude that we being humbled under our humbling circumstances shall certainly be taken out of them and freed from them ere we get to the end of our journey. For it is certain there are some such as our imperfections and sinfulness and mortality we can by no means be rid of while in this world and there are particular humbling circumstances the Lord may bring about one and keep about him till he goes down to the grave, while in the meantime he may lift up another from the same. Heman was pressed down all along from his youth. Psalm 38, 15 Others all their lifetime. Hebrews 2, 15 Object If that be the case, what comes of the promise of lifting up? Where is the lifting up, if one may go to the grave under the weight? 
Answer. Were there no life after this, there would be ground for that objection. But since there is another life, there is none in it at all. In the other life, the promise will be accomplished to the humbled as it was. Luke 16:22. Consider that the great term for accomplishing the promises is the other life, not this. These all died in the faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them. Hebrews 11:13. And that whatever accomplishment of the promises here, it is not of the nature of a stock, but of a sample or a pledge. Question. But then, may we not give over praying for the lifting up in that case? Answer. We do not know when that is our case, for a case may be past all hope in our eyes, and the times of others in which God designs the lifting up in time, as in Job's chapter 6, 2. What is my strength that I should hope, and what is mine end that I should prolong my life? But be as it will, we should never give over praying for the lifting up, since it will certainly come to all who pray in faith for it, if not here, than hereafter. The promise is sure, and that is the commandment. So much praying cannot miss of a happy issue at length. Psalm 50, 15 Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. The whole life of a Christian is a praying, waiting life to encourage whereunto all temporal deliverances are given as pledges. Romans eight twenty three not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit the redemption of our body. And whoso observes that full lifting up at death to be at hand, must certainly rise if he has given over his case as hopeless. However, there are some cases wherein this lifting up does take place. God gives his people some notable liftings up, even in time raising them out of remarkably humbling circumstances. The storm is changed into a calm, and they remember it as waters that fail. Psalm 40, 1-4 Some may be in humbling circumstances very long, and sore and hopeless, and yet a lifting up may be abiding them of a much longer continuance. This is sometimes the case with the children of God, who are set to bear the yoke in their youth, as it was with Joseph and David, and of them that get it laid on them in their middle age, as it was with Job, who could not be less than forty years old at his trouble's coming, but after it lived one hundred and forty. Job 43.16 God by such methods prepares man for peculiar usefulness. Others may be in humbling circumstances long and sore, and quite hopeless in the ordinary course of providence, yet they may get a lifting up ere they come to their journey's end. The life of some of God's children is like a cloudy and rainy day, wherein in the evening the sun breaks out from under the clouds, shines fair and clear a little, and then sets. And it shall come to pass in that day that the light shall not be clear nor dark, but it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be light. Zechariah 14, 6 and 7 Such was the case of Jacob in his old age, 
brought in honour and comfort into Egypt unto his sons, and then died. Yet, whatever liftings up they get in this life, they will never want some weights hanging about them for their humbling. They may have their singing times, but their songs while in this world will be mixed with groanings. 2 Corinthians 5, 4 For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. The unmixed dispensation is reserved for the other world, but this will be a wilderness unto the end, where there will be howlings with the most joyful notes. All the liftings up which the humbled meet with now are pledges, and but pledges and samples of the great lifting up, abiding them on the other side, and they should look on them so. Hosea 2.15 And I will give her her vineyards and thence, and the valley of Achor for a doth hope, and she shall sing there as in the days of her youth, and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. Our Lord is now leading his people through the wilderness, and the manna and the water of the rock are earnests of the milk and honey flowing in the promised land. They are not yet come home to their father's house, but they are travelling on the road, and Christ, their elder brother with them, who bears their expenses, takes them into inns by the way, as it were, and refreshes them with partial liftings up, after which they must get to the road again. But that entertainment by the way is a pledge of the full entertainment he will afford them when they come home. Object. But people may get a lifting up in time, but yet is no pledge of a lifting up on the other side. How shall I know it then to be a pledge? Answer. That lifting up which comes by the promises is certainly a pledge of the full lifting up in the other world. For as the other life is the proper time of the accomplishing of the promises, so we may be sure that when God once begins to clear his bond, he will certainly hold on till it is fully cleared. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Psalm 138, 8. So we may say as Naomi to Ruth upon her receiving the six measures of barley from Boaz, Ruth 3, 18. He will not be in rest till he have finished the thing this day. There are liftings up that come by common providence, and these indeed are single, and not pledges of more. But the promise chains mercies together, so that one got is a pledge of another to come, yea, of the whole chain to the end. 2 Samuel 5, 12 Question But how shall I know the lifting up to come by the way of the promise? Answer That which comes by the way of the promise comes in the low way of humiliation, the high way of faith, or believing the promise, and the long way of waiting hope and patience continuing. James 5, 7 Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and have long patience for it, till he receives the early and latter rain. Humility prepares for the accomplishment of the promise. Faith sucks the breast of it, and patient waiting hangs by the breast till the milk comes abundantly. But no liftings up of God's children here any more than pledges of lifting up. God gives worldly men their stock here, but his children get nothing but a sample of theirs here. Psalm 17:14. Even as a servant at the term gets his fee in a round sum, while the young heir gets nothing but a few pence of spending money, the truth is, 
this same spending money is more valuable than the world's stock. Psalm 4, 7 Thou hast put gladness in my heart, more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. But though it is better than that, and their services too, and more worth than all their waiting, yet it is below the honour of their God to put them off with it. Hebrews 11:16. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. End of chapter 10. Recording by Ruth.